0: So something will pop in my head, kind of like that, where I had this story forming and then I heard the song and it completely changed the direction of the story. I hadn't even started writing it. I was just in that point where I was thinking about the characters, thinking about the plot, you know, and then the song came on and I thought, different plot. <laughs> I like this idea better. Coming directly from the horseshoe crowd capital of the world, get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now the man who makes Charlie Brown feel good about himself, your host, Jim Cooper.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Hydrant. Author Juliet Rose is with me today. Thank you for joining me for this. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for having me on.
1: It's it's my pleasure. I always was curious because I would Google your name and All I would get was sites that deal with the flower. Yes. There is a Juliet Rose, and I'm like, okay, this is nice, this beautiful flower, but this isn't helping me at all. So it's just like, did you know you've been named after a flower?
0: no honestly um and i was actually under my grandmother who was juliet rose and so that was all i knew and uh but yes i have looked myself up as well and i'm like oh that's a really pretty flower and there's like hundreds of them
1: <laughs> right it's, just like, it's page after page after page it's like okay i get it i get it i get it
0: <laughs> I, i'm sprinkled in there a little bit you
1: know <laughs> i i just put in, in juliet rose Author, and that seemed to just
0: That's clear thing. I did the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> write up. As you may have guessed, uh, Juliet is an author. She's published a number of books, which you can all find out on Amazon. If you want to know more about her as an author, you can go to her website, which is authorjulietrose.com. Juliet has always wanted to be a writer, even from a little kid. She's told stories to her classmates and got a typewriter at a very early age. Uh, she focuses on contemporary and supernatural fiction and she likes to include some of society's more prevalent issues into some of her writing as well just to keep it in that genre she has a dream of getting an rv and traveling across the country besides writing Juliet's into painting rescuing animals which is really cool Mm -hmm. Juliet's had some tough challenges to face in her life. She lost her mom very early, at a very early age. She has lost a child at a very early age. So she's faced these challenges, which is include cancer diagnoses and, and that kind of thing, and kept going. So she has, what appealed to me was this inner strength she's got to just keep going when so many of us would just say, uh, I've had enough of this. So um, what kept you going?
0: You know, I've been asked that question a lot, especially after my daughter died. And honestly, you don't really have much of a choice. I did have other children and they needed me. So, I mean, that's, you know, the sun rises, you get up, you you just get through your day. It wasn't easy that first year it was now kind of a blur because, you know, I was just trying to get through, but I had a newborn baby too. And so I was having to take care of her while grieving my daughter. So it was, it was really tough. Um, I think ultimately as time went on, what I wanted to do was You know, really reach out to other people who might be struggling. I did write nonfiction for a long time. I wrote for magazines and newspapers. I I wrote about bereavement, things like that. But what I really wanted to do was create, I guess, a voice in fiction to kind of address some of these issues, some of the things people are going through for people to feel heard even when they're reading a fiction story.
1: Right, and uh, I can relate so much to that. So I applaud you for that. That's it's not easy, especially when you have a little kid as well.
0: Man, I'm sorry well, about your wife too. My my daughter actually had a brain tumor as well. That's what what took. Yeah, me. Uh,
1: that's that's what kind of hit me is like. And when I would have bad days while she was going through treatment in the hospital, and you know caregivers get bad days as well as the patients do. Now, from your standpoint, you still had all these. You know, your mom wasn't around. You just lost your daughter. Was there a gratitude piece that you held on to during all that period, or was was there something that that really just you could hold on to to keep you going?
0: You know, when she was battling cancer, obviously her being alive every day was what I held on to, you know, like you just say, right. okay, there's, there's that quote that says if there's life, there's hope, and that's what I held on to. Um when she passed away honestly I was I was on autopilot I was taking care of my other children like I said I had a newborn I was breastfeeding her so I like, literally was just kind of going through the motions for that first year Right Um right. and and then after that I really I sat down after that first year and I thought to myself like I really want to give back like I want to do something with my life I don't want to just have kind of sat here. And so I, I ran a youth center for a year. There was an old building and I went and found out who basically owned it. And I said, hey, I'd love to turn this into a youth center. And so I went in and I painted it and I started running classes there. And then kind of just gradually from there, I always stayed really involved as a volunteer and things and um, and as a writer, it's been my passion since like you said, since I was a kid. So right. I, I felt like I could reach out further and, and I wrote, like I said, nonfiction at first, trying to reach people through articles that maybe talked about our experience. And then, as time has gone on, I've realized you can reach a lot more people in fiction because people in nonfiction tend to gravitate towards what they're already familiar with. Like they're reading it because it's relating to of them, this, right? Right. And so I was like, how can I reach more people? And so I laid in bed one night and I thought, I just gotta gotta get back into fiction, and I really need to give a voice to characters, you know. So all of my stories. You know, I've heard them be called dark or heavy, but also a lot of people say thank you. You know, like so much for writing that because I felt heard or I felt seen in that. I really related to this character. So,
1: And you've got, you've got a new book coming out, or by the time this airs, will have come out in February, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of February, I have uh, a novel called By the Dimming Light, which again kind of gets into this. You know, I, I write somewhat supernaturally, but when I do, I'm really looking at humanity first. So I really look at my characters and and bring out their humanity. No matter what else is going on, I want their story to be the strongest part. And so this one deals with that. It deals with somebody actually who lost someone and then he becomes an alcoholic. And then 15 years later, he, comes across another kind of tragedy where he has to kind of step up to the plate and stop drinking and, and, and be the person that the people around him need him to be. Um, but it does get into the supernatural it kind of gets into cryptids as well. So um, it, all, it all ties in together. It actually makes a lot of sense together, but. <laughs>
1: I had never heard that term cryptids until I was, I forget who I was interviewing, but they said that and I was like, what is that? And they explained to me what that is. and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like your
0: Mothman, Bigfoot type stuff. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. I was like, okay, I get that. So do you believe, and I asked this person the same thing, are there any cryptids that you believe actually exist?
0: You know, I've in, in researching this book, I've gone to, there's a museum up by us called uh, Expedition Bigfoot, and it gets into other cryptids too. And it's interesting to see how much actual evidence they found, you know, so going into it, it was always like interesting, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Now I'm like, okay, possibly, you know, like, there's definitely like some evidence <laughs> people are finding some things that are hard to explain. So, so I like to be open to the idea.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And <laughs> the other person said, we started talking about Nessie, Loch Ness Monster, and mm-hmm. we, we got it, and I was, making a comparison to ufos and she said no nah, that's a whole different breed of of person outside of the cryptids i was like okay we won't go down that road it,
0: it can be i definitely know people who believe in both they believe in cryptos right. they believe in aliens they believe that they might even be interconnected again what i do is i just tend to keep an open mind i don't really have a, a firm belief either way but i like okay possibly it's it's intriguing <laughs>
1: This is kind of the, the standard question, and I get this sometimes, too. What triggers you to start writing a new book?
0: Yeah, it could be anything, and I'm sure you know this as a writer, too. It could be a personal experience that I've had, you know. So, like, obviously, there are some of my books where I've taken things I've gone through, and I've put them into the book. Um, right. It could be t- taking the dog for a walk and seeing something happen, you know, a car driving by or just something. It could be a song. I mean, that one of my books, Prick of the Needle, I had music playing and the song came on and i was going to go a completely different direction with that book and the song came on and it's just really i was like no that inspires me to look at this instead and so it, it could be anything really
1: and and it's and it's wild because i had never knew this and you probably have the same experience once you get that first draft done then you go back and by the time you're completely finished I, the first book i wrote which was a fiction piece it was a mystery piece about Thirty percent of the final book was actually from the first draft. Everything else had shifted and changed and characters had come and gone and and that kind of thing. So it's just like, yeah, staying open to that is key.
0: Yeah, and I do so much kind of pre-work before I ever sit down to write that I, okay. I scrap so many ideas before I ever put a word on a page. So something will pop in my head kind of like that, where I had this story forming and then I heard the song and it completely changed the direction of the story. I hadn't even started writing yet. I was just in that point where I was thinking about the characters, thinking about the plot, you know, and then the song came on and I thought different plot. <laughs> I like this idea better. And, and this, the, the story isn't about the song. It just happened to kind of stir something in me
1: right right and that i was i was taught the same thing i took some lessons from an author and she said start with the characters you got to start with the characters and because if you don't have good characters the story doesn't mean anything Absolutely. so you, f- you don't care what up.
0: happens to them no <laughs> you, you know? form up
1: the characters throw them together and see what happens exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so i agree i agree it's a and i know some people have to Outline everything before I couldn't do that. That would drive me out of my mind.
0: I can't. And like I always say, if I outlined, I'd end up throwing most of it away anyway. So it's kind of a waste of time. You know, like I'll send notes to myself like, okay, character, maybe something about the character or maybe location. But I never sit down and draft an outline.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So let's talk about your wish to Well, we talked about going around in the RV, but you want to find the best vegan restaurants. So many people have the impression with, with vegan food that it tastes like cardboard and that it's boring. And it's, it's, you know, and I don't believe that because I've had some wonderful vegan dishes. When someone says to you, how can you, you, know, how can you eat vegan? I mean, I, I couldn't do that. What's your response to that?
0: You know, I used to be a vegan chef for a period of time. And, oh, and wow, uh, I, I, my, my skill was in taking a, a recipe that was just a recipe out there and adapting it to be vegan. And so, one of the things people used to come to the restaurant for was because, like, say, I would say, like fast food, uh, cheese, cheddar cheese sandwich, you know, like, um, the beef and cheddar and I would veganize it. So I would then make a vegan beef and cheddar yeah. um, and blew people's minds. They were like, wait, what, like, how is this not, you know? And so that, that was always kind of like my trick was how can I take a recipe that I see in the TV or I see somewhere and I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. And then turn it vegan. And, and that was really my skill set. And I mean, we bring stuff sometimes to so like say a like and our food's the first to go, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> we're like, Hey, we need to eat too, you know? So obviously I know what I'm doing. Um, But yeah, and and
1: that's the key. That's the key. You know what you're doing.
0: I do yeah say as a teenager i tried to go vegetarian and it was terrible it was like i went and bought like one of those like and this was back in the 80s a pre formed kind of burger thing and i threw it on the grill and it just Ugh. fell into the grill and it was just like i shouldn't pick up pe- it was terrible Like tofu the first time i cooked it i threw it in the trash so <laughs> it is like learning that skill set like how can i make this taste better reading other people's advice like this is what i did to make it taste better so you know we make food that tastes just like any food so
1: and uh i that triggered a memory in me we bought and i forget what the whether it was tempeh or what was the the substance but we bought some hot dogs and put them on the grill and they didn't so much cook as melt
0: (laughs) it was just like
1: yeah i'm not digging that out of the the charcoal there so was like (laughs) You got to know what you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, and it,
0: and the world's changed. There's a lot of really good alternatives now that didn't exist back, like say when I was a teenager. Right. There was really nothing. Now there's actually stuff that, like I said, you know, you could buy like a, a burger and cook it and give it to somebody. And they wouldn't know the difference.
1: Right, right. I've had yeah. so, I've had some wonderful veggie burgers recently that have been oh, that's that's pretty good. I've had a lot of terrible ones, but yeah. some good <laughs> ones too. So it's just like it's it's coming along, which is wonderful to see. We could all you know eat a little healthier would make us all feel better hopefully hopefully yeah <laughs> okay let me ask you some of these bizarre questions and we'll uh see where this goes what sound or noise do you love
0: music hands down any music it just it, it centers me
1: right do you have a favorite genre or is it just kind of across the board
0: It's kind of across the board, but it depends on the mood I'm in. So like maybe I'm in the mood for Motown one day, or maybe any classical or jazz. You know, it just depends on that moment what I'm really feeling.
1: Yeah, we're on the same page here. That's good. (laughs) What is your least favorite sound or noise?
0: Now that I'm an adult, my children are grown, children crying in the store (laughs) is a big one. It didn't used to bother me when my own kids were little and crying in the store, but now like it just stresses me out if I hear a kid crying in the store.
1: (laughs) I know yeah i forget what it was but there was there was one kid who was just losing it and mom had like pulled him off the corner and was trying to talk him out of it and i'm like no 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 no, no, no you don't understand
0: their <laughs> so, will is stronger than ours <laughs>
1: no question about it and it can last longer we reach that point of no return a lot quicker
0: oh yeah yep.
1: what song should play every time you walk into a room
0: Ooh, uh, <laughs> what song should play? I could say "The bitch is Back," but you know, <laughs> no, that's the best. That I do like I do like the Queen song "Don't Stop Me Now" because I've been feeling that lately with my writing and and pursuing my dream.
1: What movie makes you laugh no matter how many times you've seen it?
0: Oh, I have two, so I love Stranger Than Fiction. As a writer, I just am really drawn to it. But also, Will Ferrell just kills it in that role. Uh, I also love Little Miss Sunshine. So they both have that sentimental, but funny side of it. So, yeah.
1: That's a great movie. Yeah. I, love, love I
0: love it. I actually have it on DVD, even though I don't have a DVD page. I'm just like, you never know. The world could collapse and I need to have a copy. So,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. No question about that. What is your favorite word?
0: My favorite word, like to write or just in general? In general. I think love probably is my favorite word.
1: What pizza topping best represents you?
0: Ooh, controversial, right? Um, yes.
1: You... I, I, I just read that and I went, oh, that's probably not the right question to ask, but well <laughs> will stick with it.
0: I, I do love pineapple on pizza. I'm one of those. Uh, but I also really love caramelized onion on pizza. Yeah. That's good.
1: <laughs> what breed of dog would you be?
0: <laughs> a mutt. I'm sure I'd be a mutt. Um, <laughs> If we went off my own ancestry, maybe an Irish wolfhound, but yeah, I'd be a mutt for sure. (laughs) Okay.
1: If you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be?
0: Oh, probably something chocolate. Oh, there's this triple chocolate that I really like, so I think I'd probably be triple chocolate.
1: That sounds good. (laughs) Who would play you in a movie about your life?
0: Oh, uh, well, it's funny because there's that actress. Oh, I gotta think of her name now. People are always like, oh, you look kind of like that actress. So I always think about that. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, I think is her name, Ron Howard's daughter. She was in like Jurassic oh. Park. My aunt's always yes. like every time she sees Jurassic Park, she writes me to tell me that she watched it and that she thought the girl looked like me. And I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. thanks <laughs> <Angela>. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you two things. We'll do an either or kind of thing. I'll give you two things and you tell me what your preferences on them okay summer or winter
0: used to be winter but as I'm getting older it's summer I think yeah
1: passenger or driver
0: driver I'm a control freak
1: (laughs) welcome to the club Um, (laughs) toilet paper over or under
0: I just want it on the roll. I don't know why that is such a hard challenge for my family to do, but like, just get it on the roll and I don't care what direction it goes. <laughs>
1: okay. It's a different set of criteria. I get that. So it's like, okay. Bananas or watermelon?
0: I think bananas. Yeah.
1: Bewitched or I dream of genie?
0: I dream of genie.
1: Cake or pie?
0: Cake. I can't stand pie. I just don't <laughs> like that. It really? It's a crust. I don't know. I used to be a baker for briefly for a period of time too. And I would make pies I wouldn't eat, but yeah, I just, I don't love pie crust. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Amusement park or day at the beach?
0: Day at the beach. Cause I'm a reader and I think I'd enjoy just having that time to sit and read.
1: Right. Library or museum, which is probably the same.
0: Oh, that's tough. I love them both. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm
0: going to say museum because I can get books you know, and then go home. But a museum is an experience.
1: True. Horror movie or comedy movie?
0: Ooh, um, (laughs) I I like them both. I'm a big movie buff, I have to say that. I love movies, that is really how I decompress. So kind of the mood, like if I'm in the mood for something dark, obviously horror, but there's days where you just had a bad day and horror's probably not the right thing. So then I would go comedy.
1: Okay. So you've just because I am also a movie freak, I was a movie critic for a while.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, it's great to get paid to go to the movies. Um
0: <laughs> That'd be great.
1: <laughs> so pick your top three.
0: Top three movies ever? Yep. You know, it's that's always a tough question because people sometimes say to me, What's your favorite movie? um you know i just saw saltburn and i loved uh barry Keoghan's how, how was I that i loved it i loved it i know some okay. people don't like him i loved it i thought his performance was outstanding i really liked the twists in there you know like it, it definitely takes you for a ride okay um a little Miss sunshine is definitely one of my favorites It's why i have a copy you know like i just right. i love what they do in that movie from being really funny and quirky but really that human element of connection to family and stuff yeah it's a great um, movie Top three. I, I, just, I hate having to pick movies because I love them all. Um, <laughs> I, I like Dune. I'm, I'm a Dune nerd, so okay. you know, I'm waiting for Dune two to come out in March. I've been waiting very patiently. Um, but I have to say, and and you know, Timothy Chalamet in Dune. I saw him in Beautiful Boy, and that's one of my favorite movies simply because his performance is outstanding in that
1: movie. Right. Right. Okay. Okay, it is a tough question. People, if people ask me, I was like, I don't know if I could narrow it down to three. I mean, I, narrowing, it to, <laughs> narrowing it down to ten is tough. So yeah, it like, almost
0: like has to be like subgenre, like your favorite three horror, your favorite three, right. you know, whatever that is. But like, it's hard to narrow it down to three if you really love movies.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And people say that about you know music too. You know, t- name your top three albums. I couldn't do it.
0: I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't
1: do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> which superpower would you rather have invisibility or shape-shifting
0: i think as an introvert i really would like invisibility because sometimes i want to be somewhere but i don't want to have to interact with people (laughs) so but i could be there and not have to talk to them
1: right and this is a completely unfair question because uh, you'll see why okay (laughs) would you rather have to eat only liver for the rest of your life or be forced to watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians every day?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, when I was a kid, my mother made us eat liver, except I always just tucked it in my napkin and then we'd go to the bathroom
1: and flush it. Um, so I'm I have... thought, I thought I was the only one who knew that trick.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I guess I would have to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians every day, even though that would absolutely stink. <laughs> but <laughs> the liver would never get eaten, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said it was an unfair question. (laughs) Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly?
0: I think fly, because then just the things you would see.
1: Right. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or bathing for a month?
0: My cell phone. (laughs) Not that attached to it, but I I definitely like my showers. So, (laughs) Yeah, that's how I relax. I go in like... Okay, yep. I'm gonna take a, like leave mommy alone moment and that's where I go and like decompress. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be gone for about 30, 45 yeah. <laughs> minutes. I get it, I get it. Would you rather live in a haunted castle or an abandoned train station? Oh, I
0: love trains. But I love castles too. Oh. I'm gonna go with the train station.
1: Okay. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy the ability to read minds telepathy really
0: wow. yeah i mean i can move things with my hands but i can't i don't know what's going on in people's brains so what is just I convenient <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i guess selective yeah telepathy right. yeah, i don't want to hear everything going on in people's brains that would probably make me insane so <laughs>
1: yeah right exactly <laughs> Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head for everyone to read or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone to watch? (laughs)
0: Um, Not a big live streamer. So I guess I'm going with the bubble, but there's going to be people that are really unhappy with what they read.
1: (laughs) It's not an easy question. Imagination. So uh, thank you for doing this. I this is fun.
0: It. Yeah, this is fun.
1: <laughs> give me, give us again the the name of, of your new book that's out or coming out.
0: So, the new one that's coming out next month is By the Dimming Light. Um, all my other books are on my website, authorjulietrose.com.
1: So. Okay. so, you
0: can go there and, and they can see my social media, my books, my links, little bio, you know, all kinds of stuff.
1: Right, right. It's a cool little website. So, you know, avail yourself of that. Again, it's authorjulietrose.com. Thank you again for doing this. Thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you again next time on The Hydrant. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on The Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at AllisonSteel.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steele with no E at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2024 by Jim Cooper V.O. and Nat Landcore Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at The Hydrant.